Sporting dog adventures run. That boy, run. was awesome. Everything you Good need boy. is here. here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. It's Jeff Fuller from the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and I need a little help. Please stop what you're doing and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on the platform you're on. Give us a thumbs up. And above all, share our podcast with your friends and family. Our podcast will grow even more, and we can get more people involved in the sport we love with dogs in the field. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller, and we have a great show in store for you today. So today, I wanted to talk to everyone about the phrase when people are looking for dogs of both parents on site during the main topic. The training tip, we're going to talk about a great drill you can do to help with steadiness for your dog. And in the last part, it's going to be titled, The Hunting Tip, Find the Food. As we look for the food, your critters are eating. So that would be the show for the day. First, again, we're gonna talk about when you're looking for a puppy. When you are looking for a puppy, it is, I've been doing this a long time with Saga Acres Retrievers, and it is very common where people will trumpet and push that both parents are on site. And that's not a bad thing, but honestly, if that is the sales pitch that the both parents are there, it, it just doesn't hold muster. When you are buying a dog, you want to make sure that you are looking at genetics, genetic testing, and the overall ability of the parents. And if you run a high-end breeding program like we do, you don't always use your own dogs because you will look at it and go, you know what, that is a great match for my dogs. Or with our kennel, there's a lot of times where we want to keep a dog for the breeding program and you want different lines. So we will breed to a certain dog because we're keeping one out of it. And it is something that you just want to make sure that you're breeding for genetics or that the breeder you're looking for is breeding for genetics so that you can ensure that you're finding yourself that perfect puppy, that ball of genetic material that's also has floppy ears, four legs and a tail that will have the ability to do what you want it to do. And you will have folks that are just looking for a pet and they'll ask, why do I need a dog with a great pedigree? When you look at breeds, you are looking at dogs that were bred for a specific purpose. So if you're looking for a Labrador Retriever, why not get something that is bred for every classic trait that that breed is supposed to have. And when you have a dog with that high-end pedigree, you're getting a dog that's bred for its intelligence, its drive, its natural ability, and most importantly, if it's a good kennel and they've got health clearances, it's health, which will translate to, to the puppies. Now, the other thing you look at when we look at health guarantee and we look at health, health guarantee is so important because it is animal breeding. No matter how much you try as a breeder or other breeders try with their programs, 
you are never going to be perfect. So it is, how are you made whole if there's an issue? That is what sets breeders and great breeders apart is their health guarantee and how they're picking their genetics. So you need to just keep that in mind. When you look at a pedigree, you look at the different titles on the parents' pedigrees, and that will be a title in front, which if it's a HRC um, field title, it'd be like HRCH, which would be Hunter Retriever Champion. On the back side, it would be HR, Qualified LH, QAA. Uh, if it's field trials, again, you're gonna be on the front side, it's an FC, AFC. Those are the titles that are going to really put wonderful ability into your dog. And when you do the both parents on site, it is nice to see both parents, but again, with photos and video and so many other things, you don't need that when you're buying a puppy because you want to look at the genetics of the dogs that have been bred and ask the questions why. Why is that a good fix? Why is that a good breeding? So that then you can look at what you want, whether it's the dogs have great temperaments and it'll be a great pet, which a well-bred dog should be, or you know what, I like to hike, I like to jog, I like to be active as myself and my family, we're all active. Then you get a dog that you're, again, is athletic, has all of that that will work for you and your family. And that is what is important. So look at that, talk to a breeder, take some of their time, look at their website. If you want, you can go to our website, soggyacres.com, and we actually have a checklist and that has all the stuff that you should be looking for from your breeder. You can use that. Obviously, it's every one of those checklist items are what we do, but we put it out there as a public service so that you have the ability to make sure that you're finding a good breeder. Not everyone wants to come all the way from California for a puppy to Wisconsin. I get that. So that's why we built that checklist so you have it. Albeit, we do have people that fly in from California and did recently this year. It's like a public service announcement. But again, you want to make sure that you are finding something that is quality, that is bred well, and is not just coined with both parents on site or both parents hunt. Again, find those genetics, find those titles, find that good reputation from someone because you're not only buying a puppy, you're buying a family member. This is going to be part of your family for the next hopefully 15 years and you're going to have that dog, love that dog, and you want that dog to perform with what your dream is. So keep that in mind. With that said, if you are looking for a puppy, Saki Acres Retrievers right now has one litter that has two black males and two chocolate males that is going home uh, August 28th. We also have a litter that is going home August 27th, the day before, that has one black male available. So if you're looking for a puppy, these are great dogs, well-bred dogs. They should be wonderful family pets as well as monsters in the field for you when you get out there to hunt. Please check out our website, SagiAcres.com. So that's the end of this part of the show. Next up, I want to talk about a great steadiness tip that you can do with your dog as you are getting ready for the field. Remember, steadiness is key. Steadiness is important. We'll have all that and more coming up after this.
Welcome to Boucher and Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Estamos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at MacOutdoors.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. So steadiness is important on the hunt. It is important for the quality of your hunt, but also the safety of your dog. There are nightmare stories out there where dogs will run in front of a, uh, people that are shooting, they don't see the dog coming, and the dog gets either injured or worse. You have to make sure your dog is steady. This is something I personally struggle with constantly with my dogs. When I filmed with TV or and, and did our TV show, it was so hard to have a dog that was steady and didn't break because we would start filming in August and we'd film until February. My dogs would get loose. It was a struggle. It was hard as a handler, but we just had so much going on where you had camera guys, you had my kids, you had a guide, you had sponsors. I had so much going on that I couldn't dedicate that time to the dogs. Now it is something where when I go out in the field, it is only time that I dedicate to the dogs. And if they get loose or they get out of sorts where they break, I will actually work with them and train with them after the hunt and make sure that they're set. So with that said, we don't train while we hunt. We want to train before so that when we hunt, we're just reinforcing our commands. You have to come up with some good training tips and stuff that you can do with your dogs to get them ready. And what I will do You've talked, uh, you've heard me talk about when we do our training stuff, I actually go back into my training and I work on that full retrieve that we've built during our gun dog training. I will take my dogs, I will either take a bird, live, do that last, frozen, middle, or a bumper, and I'll throw it 10 yards in front of the dog. I make the dog sit there, I talk to the dog, good dog, good, sit, heel, good dog, good, and then release him on his name. I do that over and over so the dog re realizes that they do not get to go get that retrieve until I release them. Now, something you should do as well, don't give the dog the same cadence, as in you throw it, you count to two and release the dog. The dog will start to auto cast or auto release because they think that they're always gonna go on the three count or the two count or whatever you have with your style vary this, the times with your dog, have them sometimes sit there for 30 seconds. That is what hunting is. Have them sit there, release them, and vary your times. Also, as you work with this, get out a dog blind. Put the dog in the dog blind, have them work out of that blind so that they understand that that is where they need to listen as well. If the dog does break, I use a constant correction on an e-collar and I tell them here, 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 until the dog turns. When the dog turns to come back, I release the pressure on the collar and have them come back to heel. Again, I will then have them sit there, and then I will release them. 
You have to do this drill with any dog. All dogs break. Dogs get loose. Dogs need training. Just like people need practice in our shooting, in our different hunting skills and calling, we have to work with our dogs. It's great to do uh, during the summer. Remember, if it's hot out, do it early in the morning, do it later in the afternoon. Keep your sessions five to 10 minutes. It's more about the quality of repetitions than the number of repetitions. So make sure that the dog understands it has to sit there. Don't just be the negative response guy where you're only correcting the dog and not giving him praise. It's good, sit, good dog. Talk to the dog so the dog understands, wow, they really love it when I do this. So that's it for this week's training tip. Next up, I want to talk to you about finding the food. Now is a great time. We're all looking for something to do. Get out there and find that food. All that and more on the hunting tip coming up after this. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. We all know that unexpected accidents can happen. That's why I partner with Trupanion's Breeder Support Program to send all my puppy buyers home from Soggy Acres with an offer for Trupanion coverage. Learn more about Trupanion and sign up for their Breeder Support Program by visiting trupanion.com breeder. Be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventures sent you. Dog kennels can be beautiful. That's the basis on which we built Hunden. We give you the opportunity to have a beautiful kennel that blends seamlessly with your home decor while providing a safe and comfortable respite for your dog. Visit Hunden.com to see all our custom selections and start building your dream custom doggy crate Denza. It's the last part of the show. We're into the hunting tip, and it is find the food. I will tell you, I own a marsh. Actually, we have one for sale in Princeton, Wisconsin. It is the coolest property. We just have too much of a good thing. We are actually buying a different property. We're selling our property here at Soggy Acres Retrievers, moving Soggy Acres Retrievers about 25 miles to the west. So we have a larger piece of property to hunt on. So that will leave me at three properties. I only need two. We're selling this property. But it is so cool because when you walk around this property, the amount of arrowhead and wild rice is just amazing. From the lot of this property, I can look down in about a month and the entire middle of the property will be gold. It is just rice. It is such a neat thing. It's so pretty. Go out and find that type of stuff, that feed that birds are eating now for something to do. It'll help you if you're scouting they're gonna go to where the food is. Whether it's arrowhead, whether it's rice, whether it's smartweed, look at what is predominant in your area and find it so that you can have everything dialed in for when hunting season gets here. It'll really help you. It'll give you a heads up on where to scout. It'll make you more efficient and it's gonna, you're gonna kill more ducks. Now, if it's an area that has high traffic, that has a lot of people, Maybe look at that area, realize there's going to be a lot of people, and find secondary spots. Find areas that aren't as large, areas that don't have as much food, but are maybe not going to get hunted. Find those spots now so that you can be more successful when fall comes. Again, gives you something to do. 
not just sitting on the couch. You can go out, do some exploring, find some new areas, and find the food. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. I do want to thank you for watching our show and listening to our podcast. It is an honor for everyone to be here and uh, and give us, I think, the best dog-related podcast in the outdoors. We uh, will have more shows. Again, trying to keep it at once a week. I know we've been every other week. Hopefully things slow down here pretty quick so that we can get to the point where we have more shows on where it's once a week. Definitely will, definitely will once we get into fall. Again, thank you for listening this week and God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.